Good morning. We're continuing Prashat Korah. And so what have we done? What have we done so far? We've we saw that Korah begins the rebellion alongside uh, the tribe of Reuven. Yes. And and then two hundred fifty other miscellaneous men who just had a gripe with Moshe for whatever reason. They complain to Moshe, Moshe falls on his face. Right? He fell he fell on his yeah. face, right? Moshe and Aaron. Moshe and Aaron, they fall on their face. And then when Moshe Actually, answers... Aaron is the second time. First yeah, time Aaron is the second time. <clears throat> and then when Moshe answers them, he talks to their motivations as opposed to their whatever they expressed. Meaning they said, oh, we're all holy, we're all holy. As if there are some righteous people. And then Moshe says, why do you want so much power? You have enough power. So that was, that was, I think, one of the key points to, to notice in the parasha. But then they are, so Moshe sets up this, uh, this challenge and then he repeats the challenge after uh, getting explicit instructions. Um, he, here, he what repeats his explicit, his explicit instructions were to separate, no? Here. Yes. Oh, yeah, his explicit instructions were to separate. You're correct. Well, let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he tells them two times what they're going to do, and basically they all have to bring the ketoret before Hashem to see who is the one that God chooses. Now, in the mind of Bnei Israel, the ketoret already is a very is a very dangerous yeah, because the worship of, because the uh, sons of, of Aaron, Nadav and Abihu, died from this ketoret yes. already. So it's a big deal to bring the ketoret. It's it's interesting that the people went forward with it. I don't understand. That Korach what and the kind of mindset did they have? They, yeah. who they told you they were, they were all Kohanims here. Yeah, but on their end, they're seeing the failure of Moshe for the past few parashiot, and they're seeing Moshe lower and lower. But and if you think a little bit deeper, you say these people, they, they know that only the Kohen can do the Ketoret. In, you know, so they, are tr- they, they know that one person is going to stay alive, everybody else is going to die. Right. How do, how do they you know, know in a way. <laughs> so uh, wait, so then Korach brings the... Sorry, I, I was uh, thinking about some this... Um, Korach brings the, all of the people to the Ohel Moed, which is another detail yes. we've said is very yes. important. Yes. That whenever they're having the showdown, Korach brings the nation to watch. Yes. And that was a big problem because right after that, Borei Olam says to Moshe, I'm going to kill, kill everybody. Everybody is and, and Moshe says, you are Elohe Haruchot. What does Elohe Haruchot mean? The, the God who understands the inside, internal, the, the inside of man. Yeah. So you can, you can pick. It's the only time that, he, that we see this in the... We see it in other references. I think you see... No, I mean, you see it in other variations. Like whenever David was selected in Sefer Shemuel. Yes, but in the says, Torah... In the, uh, people see... Yire and God sees in the heart. But there the are Torah, a few other, few other times... I don't know if it's exactly Elohe Aruchot, but, but uh, some, it has the, some... Ruach in there Which tells you that it's referring to God's understanding Of the inside of man Then They all gather together And Hashem says I'm going to destroy all, destroy all of them Moshe says no Don't destroy all of them And then he says Okay So leave the area of Korach, Dathan and Aviram Okay so then we were left with the question Of how did uh, The Bnei Israel separate And then two things occur There is a thing that swallows up Dathan and Aviram yes. And then Korach not Korach's sons, which is clear from somewhere else in the yes. Torah, that they did not die, which yes. is how we ended up having Shimuel Hanavi yes. come from him. And then separately, 
there was a fire that went and ate the 250 men who brought the ketoret. Now, in which group did Korach himself die? Was he in the group that was swallowed up? Or was he in the group that was burnt by the fire? So Rabbi Moshe was saying that that's actually a machloket. I personally see much more evidence that he was swallowed up. Because if you look here, because um, it says at the very, very beginning, it says, Speak to the people and say, Leave the area of the tent of Korach and the Tanan Aviram. Because those are the ones that are going to it be eaten. It seems like those are the yes. ones that are going to be eaten. Right? So, uh, and then also, we also calculated that if there are 250 men who so, brought the fire pan, and it says that a fire went and killed the 250 men who brought the fire pan, with, with, Korach was, a, was 251, right? Correct. So Korach was a separate one. Correct. So it's clear, so, it's clear in a way, it's clear. In, in, I mean, you could, the, yeah, what you could say to that is that, is no, what you could say to that, the response to that would be that a 250 is, the round, is a round number. Okay. okay. What is the significance if he was either burnt by a fire or swallowed into the ground? To satisfy my curiosity. <laughs> I'm saying is he was punished. Oh, oh, oh. So now there is symbolism. I, was like, uh, I think there is symbolism. I think there must be symbolism. Yeah, because... Uh, do, do you know... There must be symbolism to the fact that they were swallowed into the ground alive. It means... You, were ne- you never came into this world. In a certain, in a certain manner. You want to hear something fluffy but interesting? You know, what's, what's motivating Korach? What's, what's he's, motivating Korach he's, is jealousy. Yes, he's, he's jealousy, his most power, his ego, everything. Yeah, and then we learn in Pirkei Avot, it says, That a person has jealousy, desire, and desire for honor, it takes a person out of the world. And it's because the person who is so obsessed with his honor and his, his uh, desires and his jealousy is someone who's only looking inside, meaning his whole makeup is he can never give anything. Everything is for personal gain. Everything in his life is for, is for personal gain. And if that's the case, then he's living just like an animal. Because animals live only for personal gain. They live just to survive. So if you're a human who's living just for satisfaction of your personal whims, then you're living like an animal. That's your motzi'in you from the world. That takes you out of the world. So he's kind of pulled out of the world into the ground, maybe, maybe representing the fact that he didn't even reach the, the level of, of like human. He just was, he's like part of the earth. He's, he's like part of nature. And all the people who... That was around. Uh, yeah, they, they ran away from the sound. That's the last thing we did, no? The people who were with Korach and entire world. So it swallowed all the people who were with Korach. It swallowed all the people who were with Korach, meaning his family. Which is why and later in the Torah so it has to tell in, us. If he was, was part of. So, okay. I mean, I thought it's clear, but. Whatever. Wait, wait, wait. What pasuk is that? Right, that was another proof that, that it's Korach. I, I honestly don't understand the Ibn Ezra who says that he was burned. Because even that Pasuk, you could say the people with Korach was, were swallowed up, but Korach himself was burned. Huh? People that like ran away from the sinkhole, like all of a sudden, like that. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't a sinkhole. Maybe the ground opened up and swallowed. Okay, so that's what we've done so far. That's the major, major highlights of the story. Um, And then philosophically, what what was the point we made? I think that the most important point we made is that sometimes people make arguments, but their, their intent 
is not to seek the truth, but it's to win power. And when the intent... Now here's a very interesting thing. The intent of Korach and his people were to achieve power. So the only way to confront them is to get rid of them. Meaning it's to, it's to show them that you cannot, you're going into the ground, you have no power. Meaning because their desire was not to seek the truth, your argument can't be a verbal argument. Whenever the person is arguing against you with verbal arguments that are not actually arguments, that is really just, a, the intent is really just to gain power, you can never win the argument with a verbal argument. You gotta kill him. I'm not saying you have to kill him. No, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you where you see this most clearly. It's with Israel. Yes. The people that you go on CNN and MSNBC, when they make their arguments about Israeli aggression and apartheid, they're not saying that because they actually think that. Maybe they're brainwashed at this point. But, but the, there are that idea is not coming from a place of we're trying to find out the truth about the Palestinian conflict. Not at all. It's coming from a place of. We want to destroy the Jewish people. Yes. So if the argument is a non-argument, and it's only for the sake of achieving some personal power over somebody else, then you can't win by fighting it with logic. That's the problem that we do today, is that we go on, we send uh, people on TV to, to make... To, to or, you're, the, the, it's not, that's not how we win. You know how the way you win is to show that side that no matter how hard they try, they cannot get power over you. Now, it doesn't mean you have to kill them. It just means you have to show the resolve, show the necessary resolve. The to show, you have to show the force. It almost is like they're really being... Their argument is a violent argument because it's an argument that's, that's setting themselves up to achieve power. So the only way to stop it is by showing that you have the ability to respond with force if necessary and if, the, if this bad behavior continues so that they back off. Now, that's what we see from this. It's, the same. it's that Korach... It's not that like Moshe went... And, and prove to everyone that he and Aharon were chosen, that comes later. Why does that come later? That is at the end of our parasha with, yes. the, with the thing with the staffs, yes. which we're going to learn yes. maybe on either tomorrow, probably tomorrow. That is after the people who are just seeking power die out. And then the rest of the, the people... The rest of the people actually have just been cleansed of yes. some of their brainwash and now they're in a position to accept the truth. So once you got rid of that, then you could make the, the peaceful argument. But once, as long as the people who are after the power and are making the non-arguments are still sticking around, the peaceful argument won't work. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's, it's unbelievable. Don't you see how real the, the Torah presents? Yes, this, is, this is what's this happening thing? today. <laughs> That's the Torah like is... kind of wake-up call we need right now. Is we need like the ground to open up or something. Yeah, yeah. whoa, whoa. The, the Torah's sensitivity to the Torah's sensitivity to the internal workings of the human mind. Meaning this idea that that people will make arguments but will will be seeking will have a pretext, meaning will will be seeking something underneath the argument. It's a very sophisticated thing to appreciate about, about the way humans behave. Yeah, people can say things they don't mean. It's like, it's a deep psychological, it, it shows that the Torah has psychological sophistication. Yes, because you know, these are the things that I'm obsessed with about the Torah. Like, how much... How long does, ago? <laughs> yeah, how long ago does the Torah show you the way the human mind works and we're still seeing it and we're saying, eh, this, is, this is happening on TV right now. You know? Okay. Perek uh, Yudzain. Yes. 
וידבר אדוני אל משה לאמור לאמור לאלעזר בן אהרון הכהן וירם את המחתות מבין השרפה ואת האש זרעלה כי קדשו. So now that we, everybody has been burnt, there are a bunch of fire pans sitting on the floor. Yes. 250 of them actually. So, so Hashem says to Moshe, קורא אלעזר, the son of Aaron, and tell him to take those fire pans, get rid of all the, the incense that's on them, for they have now become holy. את מחתות החטאים האלה בנפשותם, the fire pans of these sinners who've sinned uh, at the cost of their lives, you should make them into beaten plates, a covering for the altar, so for, they are, for they are become, what is it? Uh, holy. Yeah, because they brought them by the Mizbeach and they've become holy, exactly. And they should be a sign for Bnei Meaning take this, these items that they've now brought as a, as a ketoret, they've now become holy. Now that they're brought as ketoret, you can't go back and use them to fry eggs. So use them and, and let's put them as the border for the Mizbeach. It's interesting though, didn't they already have the Mizbeach? Yes. So they're adding a border to the Mizbeach? Yes. I guess so. Yes. Okay. But it was, it's more because he, Hashem wants everybody to see this and to remind them that, hey. Yeah, that's what he's going to say explicitly. Elazar Cohen took these fire pans, the copper fire pans that he brought, that the, the burnt people brought, yes. and he made them flat as a, as a covering for the Mizbeach. This is a remembrance for Bnei Israel that a non-Kohen shall not bring who that is not from Aharon, to bring Ketoret before God. around it, or you think it's on top of it, for when they, like probably it's around it. Probably around it. Around it, yes. around it. Yes. Oh, on top of it is, is dirt. Yes. Remember. Yes. The in, the, the, yes, 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 yes. The inside of the Mizbach yes. is not, the top doesn't have a layer of thing, it has dirt, because you have to do Korbanot on the dirt. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that they do not become like Korach and his assembly as Hashem spoke to Moshe. Uh, no. Okay, so what's going on here? What's the, what's the purpose of all of this? To remind, I think it's to, to, re, to remind everybody, hey, don't, don't play around with this. Do you know what it seems like? This is the second time I'm reminding you, know, you. Do you know how many times we've been reminded in the Torah not to infringe on the Kodesh area? Yeah, is, when the first time we heard it was when? It was when... Uh, we went to Arsina, yes. right? This is stay all away. the same, the stay, same, same stay idea. Stay away from Arsina. Stay away from Arsina. Um, what, what's the pasuk? My brain is not functioning. Don't touch, the, don't touch the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Separate from the mountain. Do not t- touch the mountain. Anybody who goes to the mountain will die. And then when did we see it? Then we see it By the death of our own sons. Yes. Right? They go and they, they go too close. They do Again, something. They got burnt. They got burnt. And then now we see it with the people of Korah. Yes. They go, they try to get too close and they get burnt. And by the way, we studied all the rules that were given that you're not supposed to go around and they put the Levim right, around exactly. it as a by the, This is why zone. the whole end of our parasha is going to be the laws of the Levim because the whole beginning of the parasha was talking about what happens when people infringe on the area of the Kodesh, the end of the parasha is going to say the solution to that is to institute the Levim so that people don't get burnt. The Levim and the Kwanim. Uh, m- more the Kwanim. Is the Levim to be confrontational? Or, uh... I mean, no. 
What do you mean confrontation? Well, you're saying we're, we're added as security to make sure not, not as physical security, as a meaning, do the service in the mikdash so that everybody doesn't just go and decide to do yeah, service to touch like it, uh, Even the levies, if they touch it, they're going to get burnt. Now, what, what, I keep, what I'm trying to think on a deeper level is if this is a theme that keeps coming up in the Torah and B'nai Israel keep failing at it to the extent that Hashem has to keep repeating, wow. separate, separate, do not approach the Kodesh. It seems like this they is deep not, down. Yeah, they are not growing up. Big, They're still a child. It seems, it seems like you can almost say that when a person wants to come close to God, that there's danger in that as well. Yeah. Meaning, because whenever you're motivated by an internal desire to come close to Hashem, even, even, even though your motivations are good, you can very easily... Go off. Now, but I have to think about it more deeply. Wow. Do everything, just don't touch, don't, you know, don't approach the etzadah. Yes, it's always, right. don't touch. When you say don't touch, oh. I don't know, I have to go back to our classes on Adam and Chabad. Uh, <laughs> don't touch. Close, close to the sun, you're going to get burned. It was a similar thing that you said. On that, that's why Borei Olam is, is why, that's why Borei Olam is described as fire. Yeah. Because it's the kind of thing where you can't get that close to Borei Olam without getting burnt. It's a deep concept. Maybe we'll. I have to think about it over Shabbat and uh, come to deeper understanding of it. And hopefully on Sunday Sunday's we can. Not gonna last one hour, right? Sunday, <laughs> Sunday we'll uh, have we'll fill our hour in twenty five minutes. Amen. 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 Amen